Tweet at Miller right now and ask him whose head's better. Tweet at Elijah Wood. Give us wood. <laughs> Bitch, yeah. I already did. Live on the show. We still, we're still... That's a work in progress. Yeah. We better get that wood, boy. that fucking... Murder, I don't know right? about that. Oh. That looks good. He's just shaking his oh. frothy beer. It looks like the maybe fake. we should like actually email him our sort of like our resume and be like, hey, oh, well, we have interviewed like pseudo celebrities, so. Uh, but we haven't got wood. We've what? interviewed people that have like one thousand. What do you think his email? <laughs> one thousand followers. They've met a thousand people. Frodo Bozo nine thousand. Frodo Bozo nine thousand. Frodo Saggins nine thousand. Scroto Saggins sixty nine. My favorite. That's my favorite band from the nineties. Probably just XX Scroto Man five thousand. What is that? Power. It's like Power Man 5. Scrotum Man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I don't know what that it's is. It's what it's like when worlds collide. The sea Dylan. It's what it's like when my dick collides. I don't know about With that. what? <laughs> what a rock. This head. <laughs> this head. Worlds collide in this episode with uh, our boys, the Mo Brothers and Gareth Evans. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast. Beautiful we like to bring transition. You Beautiful. Uniquely face value reviews of horror movies or horror adjacent in this case. Worlds collide with the best fucking dream team of Welsh Indonesian directors ever in Gareth Evans. Uh, the Mo Brothers, Kimo and Timo, and I don't want to try to pronounce each of their respective last names because I don't know what they are because they spell funny. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Apostle by Gareth Evans, um, and we're going to talk about The Night Comes For Us by the Mo Timo. The Mo Brothers. Well, I think it's I think it's Is it just Timo? Yes, but I think... Oh, okay. I think that, it's three Mo. I, oh, now... <laughs> We should probably figure this out, but one of them <laughs> so directed stupid. it, one of them helped write it, and then Gareth Evans helped produce it. So, uh, really, I think it's I think it's Timo and Gareth Evans. It's a no, Timo the, effort. Actually, the director and writer <laughs> is both Timo. That's so, stupid. Okay, so Timo, Timo and um, Gareth Evans, uh, they kind of had this one up because I, I did hear, I, I read an interview where uh, Timo wanted to work with Gareth Evans on an action movie because he'd never really done an action movie. So this is what they uh, came up with. So we're kind of doing this weird agglomeration, this this group, uh, this friendship between the Moe brothers and the Gareth, uh, uh, the Welsh director Gareth Evans. I thought you were going to say the Gareth brothers. I was the like, Gareth it's brothers. just one guy. <laughs> I almost did on accident. But uh, yeah, so we're doing Apostle and The Night Comes For Us, both on Netflix right now, both incredibly dark, both really gory and fucked up. That's all that goodness, uh, all that good stuff you get from the Ray directors and the and the, review. And the macabre directors. All right, and, uh, it was all a good episode. Thank you for listening mm-hmm. and uh, stay spooky. But uh, I'm Devin here with the co-host, uh, and uh, I want to first off introduce you guys, and then I want to talk about these three directors uh, respectively uh, and respectfully. Respectfully, I want to introduce Bloodster because I respect nobody them. ever wants to introduce them respectfully. <laughs> uh, the hell out of them. Rude. Uh, how, how you doing, buddy? Doing fine. I can't wait to not talk about these directors. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've watched all of their movies. You pretty much have, I think. Whenever I, think I watch so, yeah. movies, I just watch them completely blind to the people behind the scenes. And I just he, he literally closes them. his eyes. <laughs> I just put the blinders on, watch the screen. It looks like it. you're putting the blinders on right now, halfway. Your eyes are barely open. <laughs> My eyes. I can only see the pop filter. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, I uh, can't wait for this to be just a, a rehash of one of our earliest episodes where Blooster just fucking tapped out and crawled out of the episode. A, a, we drank a very strong beer called Pinko, and I think Blooster got halfway oh, yeah. there. He went stinko. Put in my stink. Oh, yeah, I got you, buddy. Don't worry, guys. You can just you can just get me off this episode. I've already, I've already been replaced. <laughs> You're about to crawl out. At Dylan's some point. taking the throne. Manton, how you doing? I'm doing doing well. Our our studio is still yeah. a little sad. Uh, Probably pretty yeah. echoey. It, it sounds a little echoey. Yeah. So it's not going to be you know a hundred percent. But we're last time we were at like I don't know ten percent of our normal quality. Oh, yeah. This time we're at like sixty Wait, or seventy. Maybe sixty nine percent if we're lucky. Yeah. Mm, very good. So it, yeah, it's still being worked on. They haven't done the carpet, which you know that it affects doesn't match a lot the drapes. Of the, uh, 
Oh, sorry. I'm there's sorry. There's no drapes. There are actually just singular draper. Well, actually, I did have to take those out. It's there's about like the a, only thing that's in here is a little draper. I, I took those out because uh, last time when they were like cleaning up down here, they were using that window to like come at, like leave the house, like use that to go oh, out. Wow. Oh, weird. There is a ladder there, so you can leave. Tight. It's actually so like blister a, later when you tap out, you can just crawl out of the fucking window. <laughs> I'm gonna crack up in the window, just feebly climb I, uh, up the ladder. Just watch him crawl out of the basement like a goddamn from zombie. The rust. I learned that it's a it's a legal requirement. So if you want to call this a bedroom and it's in the basement, it has to have like an escape route. Yeah, you told it. You, you have to be able to escape. Yeah. Mm. God, just, I might just some information for you. I wish I could escape this episode. Well, well, <laughs> you, you probably I, will. I, I thought about this like it's funny because when we moved in here, I thought about like uh, I don't have any reason for this, but it reminded me of like being a kid. Like oh this. Would have been sick to be able to escape, but uh, I'm a grown man, so I don't really have to like, <laughs> Mom, leave, like Dad, sneak out at the middle I'm of the night. Escaping, I'm running yeah, away. Yeah. Well, um, uh, let's, let's kind of elaborate on the theme. Which blister you can go and escape out of this conversation? Because apparently, you, you know, nothing. I think I think you explained it pretty well, honestly. Oh, well, sure, but I mean, we, we're we're talking about two movies, and I want to go more in depth. These are cast favorite directors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First off, the Moe brothers—they're not actually brothers. They're two Indonesian directors. Who kind of uh, they're they're kind of the face of Indonesian cinema right they're now? They're BFFs, if you will. As far as we know, they're very they're they're very close friends. One is named Timo, one is named Kimo. They have different last names again that I can't pronounce. So I'm not going to even try. Um, and they, of course, I guess naturally became close to Gareth Evans, who is a Welsh director that's filmed 99% of all his movies in Indonesia. So again, naturally, they kind of came to like each other. Now they're very close friends, and they've worked on a lot of movies together. Uh, whether it's uh, Killers, I know it's at some capacity. Um, Gareth Evans helped out with the Moe Brothers on, on Killers. I think we first saw them with Macabre or Ray, or uh, or Safe Haven. We saw them with Safe Haven first, yeah. and then we had to we had to discover more. And Gareth Evans also worked with them, yeah, on VHS two right. and VHS one that I actually recently read. So they they all worked as a as a team. Gareth Evans, Kimo, and Timo on the VHS film Safe Haven being one of the best so fucking good. short mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. films you'll ever see ever. Mm-hmm. And after that, we were so fascinated with these guys' works that um, we had to go check out Macabre, which was I think prior to that it came so out before that. Good. Still incredible. That's just the Mo Brothers, and then the Raid movies are Gareth Ed- Ed- Evans babies. And but I can't imagine that the Murr Brothers didn't kind of touch that to some extent. Because they use most of the same cast in a lot of their movies yes. too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All their movies they, they they share like the same cast members. And Iko Weiss is specifically one you'll see in a lot of their movies. He's the he's the the next Jet Li, the next um, you know Jackie Chan Tony type ja. guy, Tony Jaw. He's the he's the Indonesian version of that, uh, which we have explained in the Raid episode, and that was a while ago, so I might as well reiterate that. This was a guy that worked for a phone company where he would he would climb up phone poles and like work on like, you know, whatever, like phone stuff. And uh, Gareth Evans discovered him at one of those. Um, what's the one of those phone tele- telephone poles? What's the fighting style called? It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, at some at some dojo where he was practicing that style of fighting. And, and of course, Gareth like, Evans was there because he was he was filming. Marantel was the well, first he, one he did. Well, Eco Weiss was in Marantel, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was trying to find some talent, and he found this guy, Eco Weiss. Did he ever? Jesus. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Who just was a phone fucking worker? He he did not act. He He's, fucked phones. He had <laughs> he fucked phones. Pop that battery case off. Stick it in. <laughs> Jesus. He had never had. Had any acting experience so he went up he kind of entertained the idea he, he kind of worked with him for a while and then that that's what then he Marin, entertained us and then he entertained us with Marin Town phone pole and eventually did the raid in the raid too um and that's that's Gareth Evans he he says that 
he's a Welsh director, but his films are 99.9% Indonesian, which is kind with the of exception good. of this one. This is the 0.1%. And this is the first one that he did um, that wasn't Indonesian. And we can talk about that now. It's it's Apostle, and this uh, this stars Brad Evans. No. no. What's uh, his name? Uh, Dan the, Stevens. The Dan Stevens. Yeah. I Mr. Guest. Yeah. I always said uh, that, that was a weird noise that I'm sure the mic picked up. No but. one picked it up. It, it, no one can hear it. All right, no one can hear You're it. You're going We're crazy, fine. dude. Listen, it was it was the Windows Defender sound. Uh, I just want to let you advise everybody know we're listening that uh, we're fully defended. <laughs> we're no fully viruses dust. here. Dan Stevens, uh, as you might you, you might know him from the We Watched the Guests uh, by Adam Wingard a few years back. And also, he's also, also, great also in Beauty and the yeah. Beast, real real uh, horror favorite. He's a very good looking man. He is a whew, but I think he really oh me a sploosh. Put a beast in my pants. And in Apostle, I think he definitely stretches his uh, acting muscles a little bit. And he doesn't. He's not just Mr. Pretty Boy in this. I think he does a pretty he's goddamn good job. He's crazy as fuck. He's a very very <laughs> yeah. He, he does a very good job. Uh, so let's talk about Apostle. Dylan, you want to give us a synopsis of Apostle? Sure. Uh, so in 1905, as I'm reading from this, because I had no idea when this was said, it's just right. kind of this kind of Victorian. It's oldie timey. Oldie yes. timey sort of thing. Uh, there's a uh, Dan Stevens plays a kind of drifter uh, who it's implied kind of has lost his family's favor, uh, but is sent on a mission to find. Uh, his sister has been kidnapped by a cult, basically. He's, he's from a wealthy family. Yeah, should point but out. he's been through some shit and right, he's right. a drug addict and he's, he's you know, not a great dude. Uh, he's kind of tasked to infiltrate a cult where they think uh, or that they know has kidnapped uh, his sister and is holding them for ransom. Uh, and this cult exists on an island. Uh, it's not really clear where necessarily, but an right. island that they alone uh, inhabit. And he has to kind of work his way in there as one of the faithful and not be caught, but also try to figure out how to get his sister back. He uh, ends up finding out that the island is more mysterious, maybe more magical than he'd bargained for, and that the people there are fucked out of their mind. Uh, and that's a possible. Yeah. Except for sexually, there's no sex there. But True. Uh, Dylan, the, the time period this was set was actually one of the few things I knew because Kelsey and I were debating about what drug he took at the very beginning. I think it's morphine, right? Oh. Uh, we, Kelsey was guessing LSD. And, no, we were, and I was like, before that for sure. No, it wasn't actually. The movie's based in 1905. LSD was discovered in like 1890 or something, oh, or early 1900s. So I think it, I think it fit. So I don't, could, I don't think it's LSD. I think it's laudanum. That I, I thought it was like some straight. kind of like extreme painkiller, like yeah. morphine. Me too. Yeah, I thought whatever sure. it is, it's tight as fuck. It looks dope. We should all do it. Yeah. We should all try it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually on it right now. Uh, so I, I think from Dance. I think uh, as we often do, we should start at the very beginning. I loved that uh, when you fire this up, and again, this is kind of like a Netflix thing. I think is this produced by them? I'm not actually sure. It's produced by Netflix? You mean? I just yeah. watched it. Uh, the yeah, the it's Netflix, comes for us is it's uh, a Netflix like the, I don't know what they're doing necessarily when they own a movie. What that yeah, means sure. anymore? It's but a Netflix it's one movie. Of those, yeah. yeah, sure. They had their hands in it. They have um, their logo on it when you. It, it interestingly, fire it like when you fire this up, like from I think almost second one, it starts out with this evil as fuck yeah. opening. Yeah. It's just kind of this like it looks like a, a a book with like maybe like fire burning in the background. It's got this like sort of chanting like monks chanting yeah. music in the background and you know immediately the tone that it's setting up um i've heard this this film compared a lot to wicker man yeah, the original absolutely. wicker man it's pretty which apt. is an apt a comparison but except for tone um it's way it's evil also yes. there's no nicholas uh cage in this one well it's, that's that's the wrong one we're, the wrong we're talking about the original <laughs> which i just want to point out the you still the, haven't the seen crime it. against humanity that brandon hasn't seen the original wicker man but i've seen the better one with nick cage dude, right? get <laughs> out right. dude get out uh, but but this doesn't have any musical numbers this is like a very somber oh, this, dark is, this is a slow burn quite contrary though this movie actually has great music 
Well, yeah, but well, sure, it sure. Does, but so it's many not just Wicker, Wicker Man is like almost literally a, a musical. literal musical. Yeah. yeah. If you're, anyway. if, it, it's interesting that this comes from uh, Gareth Evans of all people because this is the episode we're talking about that. But if you're like, when you see a movie like The Raid or The Raid Two or whatever, you, 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 that's Gareth Evans to me. This is the slowest. This is of burns. very different. It's incredibly yeah. plodding, in, 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 but it's also a, it's a burn. It's it's a very deep, excruciating terrifying slow burn there's also and, fire at the end and there there is, there is, fi- a there is fire burning, yeah. and we when we mentioned uh, i think even last episode that there's an implication when you do a slow burn that there's going to be a culmination that kind of pays off cathartically right. and everywhere else we have this issue with alchemist cookbook we which doesn't this, really have exactly. that payoff this movie this i don't want to spoil does. this movie is a, is a solid slow burn in my opinion i think it's a, a definitive slow well, burn well i i should say that like i was a little worried when uh i cuz i i heard that i heard that this is like a slow burn it's like a slow film Honestly, I didn't feel that yeah. necessarily. No, you don't feel um, it really. I, I think that this is very interesting and intriguing from basically start to finish. A, I think a lot of that is a couple lulls, but a lot of that is that they they establish their tone very quickly. Like uh, Devin yeah. said, the the you know title bump here. Our first introduction to our main character is that he's like greasy and bedraggled, yeah. and like that's kind of the tone that this thing goes for is greasy and bedraggled. And yeah, it also it, when he starts the film, um, he's got like really long hair, long beard. He he's, looks fucking gross. It, it, yeah. It's weird because uh, Dan, Dan Stevens, man. every, every man. other film he's in, he's very super clean cuts, like very dressed well, and this is like a very different take on Dan Stevens. I mean, dude looks still looks, still great, looks great, yeah. But it is it, it's cool to see him in a very different role. In in this role excuse me, that reflects the tone is very excruciating and, and that kind of reflects his character. He's not a very like in, in the guest he's, he's not like likable very at all. uppity like yeah. yeah, very likable kind of pretty guy. And this he's, he's also in Colossal, which he yeah, you yeah. know he's kind of a douche in that, but also kind of likable somewhat. This, this yeah. movie is, is a tough, tough watch. I mean it, it starts off slow, it's excruciating, it's scary, it's dark, it's upsetting. And that's what you want in these kind of movies. I think that's obviously that that's the that's the idea of this movie. Well going into this I didn't know whether or not this was going to be able to classify as a a horror movie that oh, it was yeah, going to be right, like kind of fringe, but this a hundred percent is a horror movie, and it really it kind of establishes that early when you know everything Victorian is grimy when you yeah. get to the street level anyway, and I think they play that really well just in the first bits before he even leaves for the island that like shit feels like wrong, like everything yeah. just feels bedraggled and 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 ro- and worn down, and he brings that even to the island where you can tell that people think this is a paradise, but there's something incredibly yeah. off about it even from moment one. Again, very Wicker Man vibes, but. For a different reason. They uh, very early on in the film, they start to bring out this idea that, like Dylan said, there's something wrong. But even further than that, like we have um, uh, early on, there's a sequence where we see that every person yeah. that kind of lives there does this like the seemingly blood yeah. sacrifice yeah. thing where they they cut themselves and they yeah. put out blood. And f- even from early on in the film, we see uh, there, there's a, there's a really great. Uh, kind of first introduction to what the evil that exists on the island is, um, where we see a, a face kind of yes. appear God, under the so floorboards. Uh, great little that, scare. That's but, when I was like, "Whoa, this is actually yeah. a horror." That, like, that, that's when they first give you this. Like, it's and I wouldn't say it's a hint, but it's this first glimpse at it's the not fact subtle that uh, when it's they not first subtle. Show, no, yeah. I thought even no. before that, though, was when he was in church. Yeah. He's in church sitting in the pews and there's a, a woman that walks yeah. out the door. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The window that was very creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, this movie has a lot of in the background kind of spooks or or, or like unknown kind of scares. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're talking about this blood sacrifice. But uh, one thing I really like about this movie is how they introduce a lot of the unknowns and the mystique of the village. Kind of the rituals that they don't explain, right? The blood sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, going to church, the work that they do. I also like how they... Every day they go to work to build something, it's just from fallen ships. I mm-hmm. thought that was a cool kind of trait, but there's a lot of like lore in this town that they never explain. And 
it, you know, bit by bit, every every you know, few minutes, you see a little bit of what, what's actually the what's that serving. So right. yeah, uh, Brandon mentioned the lore, and uh, part of what I think is cool about that is that like the the story essentially is that there were three. I guess basically pirates. I think they were shipwrecked, yeah. Yeah, I think they were friends. I mean, they just well, landed there. Sure, yeah. So, so they they were sort of shipwrecked there, and uh, they decided they're going to found this colony, and it, it's going to be a land of the free, truly, and that they're going to you know work as this community. But they also have this established this darker side where uh, people often uh, crash their own ships into here, and they sort of steal these ships and use those to to take mm, and build what cool. they need to build i like um, that oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say one thing that I, I i think this movie does really well is that these kind of these guys kind of mentioned that dan stevens our main guy is usually a hot boy very immediately attractive and you immediately uh, empathize with him but in this movie he, he's kind of a dirtbag he's kind of a, he's pretty unlikable I wouldn't say he's super unlikable, but he's just kind he of... He starts that way. They they end up making him a hero. He's kind yeah. of dirty and mean, but he's focused. And, yeah. and really early on, we realize that he has a bigger a bigger drive, right? He's trying to save his sister yeah. or his yeah. kin. I can't remember their relationship. Maybe it's it's his sister. sister. Yeah. Um, and so even though we don't necessarily like him, and, and all the people in the town are very nice and friendly and all that's great, we see that even though he, even with his past and even with his darkness he still has that drive right and and i think that's a kind of a, a point for him to to grow i guess and as he works with the people in the town he realizes the shit the shit ain't all green dude and and we kind of see more of him which i thought was nice i think the the town is is a really strong point of this uh because you get the idea like any good kind of like an outsider in a strange land movie kind of like a wicker man or something like that they play the idea of like, is this so wrong? Is this cult yeah, all that sure. bad a little bit? And that's uh, mostly on the the back of Michael Sheen, who's a great actor and like just fucking kills it as Prophet Malcolm, the the leader of this yeah. this he was, group, yeah, yeah, he's who is like you're kind of torn on him. You don't know whether or not to feel that he is definitely evil yeah. or not. You know, he's got some counterparts who might it's, lean a little bit more. I, one I, way I think, I think a lot of that is the fact that this does take place when it takes place, and and it's hard not to think that okay, you know. This isn't an ideal lifestyle, but given what the alternative is at this time, um, these right? People, and they show that early on what the alternative is, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, and these people do kind of seem to have their shit together to some degree that that you can kind of get behind. There's it. a nice touch early on. They've got a woman who comes on the boat with him, who is like she's. They say like, "What were you, you know, here for?" She's like vagrancy, like she was just a homeless person, yeah. right? And they're like, yeah. "You're fr- you're free here, sister," and it's like, oh. I get they it. Like, say like you're never gonna want for anything again. Like right. we're gonna provide for you. You're gonna work here, but we're gonna provide for you, and this is like a decent life. I also think that they show all facets of the reality as as we learn more about the the different uh, pillars of this community. That like Matt was saying, the three different guys that kind of founded it. We we see each of their beliefs much later on. I do think yeah, they, 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 they have too. they have opposing beliefs right. uh, to some degree. And I think they kind of show the different aspects of this kind of ideology. Where I'm gonna start a village, and I'm gonna it's gonna be one you know one common people working towards a common goal. There's it, three different ways to handle it. It really that. is like, it's sort of like a, a microcosm of right. like society as a whole. It's like, here's this thing. We're going to try and do it and it's going to collapse eventually. And that's, I, I that's wish, I wish everything. they'd shown that a little bit more early on because it kind of explodes. Yeah. It's sort of backloaded on. at the end. I right? agree. I, and this is one of my, my issues with the movie. And I don't want to get into too many spoilers there, but I think the like turn or the, the true villain of this movie doesn't really show until like very rapidly until near happened, the end. Basically. And it's, yeah. it's kind of, takes you by surprise because you 
didn't really pay attention to that character uh, a whole lot or yeah, like sure, going yeah, into yeah, it. And yeah. so the way that, that he kind of makes the turn, like, I think it works mostly, but it's just kind of yeah. like, huh, okay. I, I did I did personally find him to be just a little bit too, like, mustache twirling Yeah, he's kind of cartoonish all of a sudden. Um, and, 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 and honestly, that would have been believable if we had seen sort of, like, his progression from... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's some scenes of some them... strife. We, we do see uh, some scenes of them uh, when they were a little bit younger and when they're founding this I colony. I wanted more of that, actually. And, it, and it, yes. I think it would have been a little bit better if we had seen, you know, his sort of descent. Also, this movie is very... I mean, kind of to that extreme level, this movie is very extreme. And so, obviously, we know... Yeah, people have their hats backwards. They're <laughs> skating all the time. It's fucking extreme. It's totally dude. rad, yeah. There's yeah. a literal 900 in this movie. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> Tony Hawk shows up. It was pretty weird. I mean, I didn't know He's he was like around He's like 80 years time. old. He can't even do a kickflip. I knew he was old, but... Uh, that's stupid. So, anyway, back to the movie. Uh, one thing that I, I, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I thought this movie was a little just too... It's so mean. Like once we start getting into the violence, we know this movie's gonna have some blood and some gore. Once we started getting into it, this movie is just fucking savaging your asshole it's with violence. <laughs> it wants you to know that it's mean. It wants you to know that it's fucking brutal. And hey, man, if you don't finish this movie and see the blood, you're gonna you're fuck you, it, right? It, it, Basically. it is torturous at times, but I but I literal I, torture, yes. literal torture. But I do think that it is. It's not like yeah. I think it's more. This movie presents itself as a fucking mystery for sixty or seventy percent of it, and they're yeah. like, "Yo, let's kill everybody See, at though, once and let's fuck their asshole." With I, I've, a, I've, heard this, I've heard this referred to as like a bait and switch. A lot of people's problems with this movie tend to be around that. That it's like, "Oh, I came into this expecting like a period piece, and then all of a sudden, fucking people are dying left and right." Yeah. I don't think that's a bait and switch here, though. I think no. this tone is set I, almost immediately. I don't in think the this movie. movie bait and switch. And I, I just ex- think it's a little cruel. Yeah, it is. I expected it to get mean and to get totally dark, did. and it definitely does. Uh, and it gets intensely and like kind of nonstop dark uh, near the end. And like, yeah. I was watching this with Megan. She was like, I really like this movie, but I am struggling to get through it. So I can see if you're not necessarily open to that or ready for it, that it could take you by surprise. But I mean, it didn't for me. I, I've seen so much shit on this cast. I'm, I'm almost desensitized to the violence. But there, there was a point at the, towards the end of this movie where I was like, I almost kind of wanted to stop because I was getting. It's like when you're at the it, you're at the buffet and you just keep eating the fucking chicken <laughs> and the the pudding. So you're and saying everything. it's like you love violence and you're just yeah, eating, eating I, all the I violence. I fucking up. love it, but I started to get sick. I was like, okay, we's gonna kill that kid it's and, a, yeah, and it's, fuck this it's guy and we're gonna violence. cut his dick off well, and we're gonna cut him in half I think, and I think, murder him and they just keep going and you're like. Hey man, maybe we could just stop. <laughs> maybe we could just take a fucking break. You I think know, maybe we could not. There's an important point to make going. here, which is that like, and we actually this is a great episode to do it, which is that in our our next yeah, this film contrasts a lot with the next one. Our, our next film is like way more violent, technically, yeah. and, and way more fucked yeah. up. But it, it's it's a completely different context. It, it's a it, different kind of violence. It's like, this, hey, what if yeah. I fist bump? This 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 other the apostle is much more like it wants you to feel that sort of like utter dread, utter hopelessness, yeah. and right. There, it's effective in that. Way. There's moments where you're just like, I really, really, really don't want this to happen. I just want this character to get free. Yeah. I want them to break free. I want someone to come in and save Which them. Which I, I think is really nice too, given the fact that like I, I think you know his main character is kind of unlikable at the beginning. That like by the end we start to really feel for him and we're like please get him yeah. out of this like Whoa. because the shit that's happening around him is so otherworldly well, violent and, and, like, and, and especially two other like, characters that you just they're just not yeah they're they're very good people and you yeah. don't want them to get that's hurt that's the thing and, i want to mention is that even if our main guy isn't likable at all times we have other characters we latch on to he's almost like the vessel for yeah, the nation right he's really yeah. not even our main character in some ways exactly and and so our other characters whenever they get harmed i mean it, it's to the movie's credit that it affects me when, when something when, when people are being savaged I hate and it that. hurts and but it's it's to the movie's credit i mean they 
they establish these characters well, well and we we empathize with them and so when we see them get harmed it fucking it, it hurts and, more. and that and that is effective and, and here's why it works for me versus a movie like um what was that german movie that was just incredibly angst, mis- angst. Yeah. this is what works for me because during all this which is truly actually miserable it's not a fun type of gore it's not but it's certainly not gore for gore's sake um as this is happening i know that there is you, whether it's the character or the tension or whatever, I know there's going to be cathartic. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a cathartic ending. It's got to end sometime. I, I know that it's it's not going to be just a, a poor woman being savage and stabbed like <clears throat> a movie like Angst, and then that's gonna, and the guy gets away, and that's the end of it. And we're like, oh, that that was horrible. What lesson <laughs> did we learn here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why did that happen? Yeah. I know these things are going to happen, and they're going to be horrible to watch, and it is really horrible to watch. But I also know deep down because the way the film is trending, I'm like, okay. Just get those comeuppance going, baby. I'm ready for that comeuppance. And you do get it in this movie. I mean, if you know Gareth Evans, if you know the style of the movie, if you understand this movie is going to be somewhat, in some capacity, a little bit of a revenge flake, you know that this sucks for now, but come on, baby. It's going to make yeah, it that much I, sweeter. When I mean, honestly, that's the case with both The Raid and The Raid 2 is that like, it is overwhelming. You're just like, oh, my God, this is a, yeah. a struggle to the end. In both of those movies, it's more fist pumpy with the violence here, too. But he has the same kind of idea here where he's yeah. like, you got to buy your ticket to yes, get to exactly. the end. And like, if you do, you're in for a treat here. But I think it, in the it same works. vein, though, if you're trying to act like this movie isn't exceptionally violent it is and, very violent. And, yeah. and depressing, you're kidding. Yourself. No, 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 I'm not. No, but, but sure. They, the I movie ends with a, a mild high point, but you can't so, deny that it's exceptionally so pessimistic. Well, well, it's ble- very dark. It's a mean movie. Yeah. yeah. Blutzer, like uh, one one thing I would say is like, uh, how would how would you compare this to something that we watched like uh, Possession, where it's like yeah. you and I both like that film and it is sure. very depressing. And I don't for the same reason. So like like how would you compare that in like do do you think it's comparable? Or funny to talk about. I, I think that at least in those movies they're consistent. Like. This this movie is telling you I don't know you, you attach to the characters and so you're you're waiting for that moment where they get to have their release right they get to have their 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 I guess they complete their arc right in this movie I'm I'm following Dan Stevens I'm waiting to see what's going to happen and I feel like they just stretch it even further because this movie is so backloaded with how much they're going to be violent at least in the possession I mean from halfway point you know it's going to be brutal there's never any lie that there's going to be any any fucking compassion I can kind of see what you're saying and and while I don't necessarily agree in in the way that this made me feel I do think this one could have benefited from maybe like a couple more hints like the face under the floorboards moment where you're like oh this is fucked like if yeah. you're if you're paying attention and you're really like kind of in the mood of oh you know it's going to be there all of this is fucked like this is going to yeah. deteriorate then you can kind of expect that but if you're not if you haven't bought in like at the moment where the face in the floorboards happens then there is a good stretch there where just like plot is developing and things are yeah. happening and you might forget that this is going to get as mean and brutal as it is for me uh, I, don't, I don't even like the word mean i i use word the word yeah mean. means maybe not right i, use the word, I, I say this mean. is why i, I, say I disagree let me explain more. why i don't say mean because i i use the word mean for movies like angst or funny games or mother maybe because mean means that for me, you're going to watch a movie no that's miserable yeah. for no fucking reason just to say, fuck you, you just watched this and I made you watch it. This right. movie is not that. I this agree. movie is making you watch it for a fucking reason. It's a trigger. It's a lever so that the end can be that much more impactful. And it does work. It does pay off with the catharsis with me. 
And uh, where a movie like Angst or whatever doesn't, Funny Games doesn't, it's just like, okay, that was cool. Thank you for making me watch that, you asshole. I think it also helps, too, knowing that you're in for a Gareth Evans movie, which yeah. up to right. about the halfway point, this really doesn't even feel like. I was like, this is weird. He's, it takes a while. This is daring. Like, he's just making a straight-up period yeah, piece. And I, and I appreciated that. I, and honestly, I do think that the first half of the film is better. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree weirdly. Man. Because, I, you know, the, the second half is more in his sort of yeah, wheelhouse. Sure. And, and that... And and that's fine and i and i and i think the 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 rest of the film is fine but i do want to say that the first half of this or the first three quarters of this i was enthralled i, I was really really on board and then once we started to get to some of the more i guess you could say extreme not only just like violence but supernaturally but, and yeah yeah I, I don't want to give too much away right. here but once we start to get to that stuff i was less uh satisfied with how those things kind of wrap up for me that's not necessarily because of the escalation and violence that's the escalation in answers and that, that's i have the same yes. i have a, yeah. the same feeling of this one as i do something like the ritual where like the more that i know about this thing the less scary it is and i think I in this that. case like what they reveal is pretty cool. Like it's I really don't have cool, any problems yeah. with it necessarily, mm-hmm. but I'm just like it. It loses some of its impact as I see you, more you, of it. You do start to sort of question like some of the uh, choices that are made by some of the characters, the the, the things that we learn that the because we're sort of expected to sort of empathize with one of the leaders in particular, mm-hmm. but all three of them are doing things that are so evil yeah. that it it they're it's kind of hard yeah. to excuse it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. To go back to what we were talking about, as far especially when we're talking about some pure evil, is uh, I, I just thought of the, the movie The Witch with Robert mm-hmm. Eggers. That's another example for a movie that could easily be seen as just miserable and downright mean. But the reason it's not mean for me is because there's a reason for that, and there is some catharsis at the end. Whether it's even though the catharsis is, I don't want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to kind of spoil The Witch a little bit, but the catharsis is. Our, our protagonist, the daughter, kind of finally getting her living deliciously, living deliciously <laughs> after being battered and bruised yeah. and beaten down by her shit heel father and family the whole time. Even though it's the most evil catharsis ever, at least there's some release there. Mm. And uh, yeah, frankly, yeah. I, I, there was I mean, there was a little bit of fist pumping that I had going on at the end of Apostle. Even there was a scene a little bit uh, involving a, a horrible death a grinder. Of, God. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a scene involving a, a grinder in a hand. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and that I was fist pumping and tends through the entirety of that and there's even just a little moment where he's kind of like he's strapped up to this weird pole with his arms kind of dangling over by and, and being like and there's some movie does that's really fucking neat and cool and whoops some ass for a little bit it's but, a rare raid moment in the yes, middle of the it's movie a very yeah, rare yeah, raid yeah, moment, yeah. but there are yeah. moments where you're like okay there's gareth i get it now and and there are moments towards the end where you i i the movie ended with me feeling better than i than i would expect from a movie that started out as miserable as it did and i, I kind I, of agree yeah. i guess you have to make that judgment call as a listener you probably can yeah is is the one percent catharsis worth the 90 Nine percent savagement. I mean, if you're into that, sure, that then that's going to be I, valid. Yeah, but I, I don't like that ratio. I mean, I, I think that's it, the ratio I'm giving. Yeah, yeah, Bluster. Yeah. I don't care if you disagree. I'm telling you that this movie is going to fucking savage you, and they're they're going to keep going. You're going to like, oh, they they really hit that point where I think they've done enough brutality. We can we can reclaim it. No, they're going to keep going and they're going to keep fucking showing you brutal shit. They're going to break that dude's arm. They're going to kill that kid. <laughs> they're going to fucking rip that dude in half. They're going to rip the blow that dude's head off. Like they're going to keep fucking going. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess I'm, I'm I guess I have to keep watching this because I'm two hours in, you know, like 
there's a point where there's too much fucking violence. Yeah, I mean, is there? All of this just makes me think you absolutely need to watch Wicker Man. And how is this related to Wicker Man? You need to watch it. Story-wise, it's very much it. But again, Blue Star, I think you're right. It's going to have to depend on the viewer. It seems like you were highly affected by this, but more than I was certainly in that regard. And it's going to depend from viewer to viewer. But on that note, we can kind of wrap it up. This movie is certainly no matter what I don't think anybody here would disagree it's a tough watch and, and, and a tough watch sometimes is a good watch sometimes it's a fucking yeah. miserable piece of yeah. shit watch that I fucking would never want to watch again <laughs> this is not that case uh, I do see how Blooster I, I didn't get that the first time I watched Apostle what Blooster's saying but now that he's saying it so viscerally I'm kind of understanding how someone could get that I'm not surprised with that at all so this is not for, this is certainly not for all like casual horror viewers because the, the, when he's explaining it back and I'm remembering it, I'm like, you know what? I could see this being a very fucking horrible watch for some people. Uh, for me, it's not for, I think for uh, for most um, veteran horror movie fans, it's not. For people who've seen the worst of the worst, who've seen the, the I, I mean, I don't even want to say funny games, but you've seen some We've really, seen all these movies together. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're talking about like experienced horror fans. We've all watched the same shit. That's what no, I'm saying. No, I don't that's, disagree. I mean, you you had the reaction that you had, but I don't disagree with that. Oh, I, oh I get what you're saying. Okay, no, yeah. no, no. I, my opinion is if you've seen all these horrible movies, you've seen the worst of the worst, and this one isn't going to be as a... It's not going to ruin you, but I, I, I didn't know. I can't tell how, how, how affecting this movie was to you yet. I can't tell if you're talking about it being ruinous to you or just like a We're tough gonna watch. We're going to find out. Exactly. Right? See, I don't even know what, where you are well, right now. I can't now. wait. I'm anticipating it. <laughs> But the point is, the point is simple. I think if for the veteran horror movie fans, you'll love this. Uh, you'll you're, you may not love it, but you'll enjoy it, and you'll be able to handle it. You'll be able to stomach it. For some casual viewers, you might not. For some casual viewers, you might love it because I watched it with about six or seven other friends that don't necessarily delve into the the, the libraries we do, and and most of them enjoyed it. I think all of them enjoyed it. Uh, but it's not an easy watch by any stretch. It's not the raid. It's not, you know, it's not it's some some bullshit action uh, fucking Iku Weiss kung fu movie, which we'll talk about next. What if he did show up though? That would be dope. Pretty Peter Tight. Um, it's It'd a, be a little it's weird. Ten. It's by by every uh, degree uh, a very tough watch that I think is cathartic enough and, and, and it really just offers way too much tsunami, which begs to be watched. Hereditary is a tough watch, but yeah. you need to watch it. This is a tough watch that's not quite at that level, but it's very, very, very good. It's got some really great things going for it, and I don't think it's going to leave you feeling incredibly miserable but clearly uh, that there's going to be some differing opinions on that and I want Blue to kind of explain uh, what do you think about it overall would you give it oh so, sorry I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a gym I'm very impressed by it I would say strong gym but I, I it has too many issues I think but it's a very impressive movie from Gareth Evans so Devin I I don't think any of us will disagree this movie is extremely yes. It, it, like exquisitely well made. This movie is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's well acted. It's well paced. I mean, even though it's long, I'll say it's well paced. And the reason that this movie is so effective is because of how well made it is. And that's the issue. How it works. Yeah. <clears throat> when you care about the characters, you don't like to see them slaughtered. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think this movie, uh, of course, with our director in hand, the reason that th this kind of violence works in the raid is because we don't care about the characters. I just want to see them fucking blow each other's dicks <laughs> off. I want to show them rip each other's eyes out. I want to see them stab each other's nipples. We literally have characters named Hammer Girl and Baseball Batman. Right. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. It doesn't matter if they die because they are just fodder for the killing. Right. In this movie, it's very slow and very methodical. And we learn each character and each of their motivations. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them have a house and get right, married right, and right, have that right. baby. Oh my God! You know what if they died? You know, and, and this movie it it take it really takes advantage of you. I feel it like it does. It really leans into that. Hey, I know you like this character. What if I fucking cut them in half? And 
I mean, ultimately, I'm going to give this movie a gem because I think that it's extremely well made. And I, I can tell that it's it's a good movie, but this movie isn't for everyone. No, it's extremely so. fucking savage, extremely brutal and super fucking mean and horrible. Like you're watching it and it's slow and plodding. And they're like, what if we spent an hour <laughs> killing all the characters? What if we did that? And you're going to watch it as a viewer like, man, you know, maybe I should pause this. <laughs> I don't know why I was completely stone sober watching this movie yesterday and I was just like man I think I might stop this I, I, I seriously had a moment through, a 75% through where I was like what if I just stopped this and walked away and did something more enjoyable what if I had a nice cold glass of water or walked outside and saw the, the, the fucking fall leaves this movie is fucking <laughs> brutal dude and I don't, I don't know why I've watched I've watched much worse stuff I watched angst which made me pause it and walk away and I've watched I didn't give a shit about angst I didn't feel anything that movie was yeah, super effective to me. me that movie was fucking I hated brutal. that I hated that possession, I hated it, but it was, probably, it I've seen the possession I've, yeah, I mean one, when Devin was talking was about too. you know when Devin's talking about the hardcore movie shit or horror shit I don't know if I fall into that category but I've seen all the same goddamn movies yeah. and none, none of them none of them do anything to me except for a select few and this movie was challenging I'll say that and I think that this movie earns its keep because of how well made it is and because of how well acted it is. Our, our main character, Dan Stevens, is super compelling, even though he's, he's very good. He's very focused. He just wants to complete his quest. And I'm like, hey, dude, I want to learn about that. He also wants to get high. He does. Oh, and, yeah. and I want to guess what he was on. But this movie has a, a huge world in it that I really appreciate how it, it doesn't explain itself. And so you're left wondering, what does all this mean? And even today we asked, you know, what did the ending mean? And I think that this is a good movie. And so brutality aside, I think it's a gem. What do you think, Dylan? All the things that Blister is saying as, as potential knocks in this movie, I actually think are its strengths. I really like the fact that this movie spends like an hour and a half setting up its characters. So it's that obviously I, d- deliberate. Right. So that I give a shit when they're yeah. killed off, you know, miserably. And quite frankly, miserably. Like this yes. is yeah. this is a slog of a movie. There is a scene in which a character is wading through like a channel of blood. Love and that's that basically shit. like watching this movie. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was horrifying. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's very close. You have to commit to it. And even the, the points where this feels like it is just like a pastoral and like things are just happening. And, and it's just like, oh, what if he joined a cult? And maybe he wanted to follow them. And it's like, oh, whatever. No, you know that the other shoe is about to drop. And I think yeah. that when it does, yeah. it is very effective for it. Uh, I don't know that it is a, a full on masterpiece, though. I think there's some issues holding right. it back mm-hmm. as well made as this movie is. I do think that the script is a little lacking uh, in some places like the actual dialogue itself, not the pacing. The pacing is really good. Some of the dialogue kind of rings a little false, um, but uh, it, but our actors do a really good job of it anyway. Um, you I wouldn't say that this is anything like terribly new, but if you're into the idea of a wicker man, but less enjoyable uh, <laughs> then and I mean that in the best way possible, like yeah. if you're looking for. Yeah. An actual, oh my god, Wicker Man's it's so fun, right? Like a slog of a cult movie. Uh, this one is is a very good one. It's just really cool to see Gareth Evans step outside of his comfort zone and do something like this because uh, he's definitely capable of it. Uh, I really liked it. It is a gem. I I, I definitely see Wicker Man in the Witch kind of mixed together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Witch is boring. The Witcher Man. Get out of here. You know we're gonna watch the Wicker Man together sometime soon. I can't fucking wait. You're, I you're watched the Witch twice. It's boring. Both. I didn't times. say that. I said the, the Witch. Wicker the Wicker Man. Man. I'm saying the Witch is boring. Well, I don't, I don't disagree that. with you. The Witch is awesome. The Witch is awesome. I'm with you. No, also, uh, I just want to point out that we've all been kind of donating our uh, alcohol to Brandon oh. throughout the, throughout this cast. So thank you, Devin. Guys. You've got a you've got a poor bloodster. Some of your <laughs> that's not going to happen. I got a little backwash here. For I, you. I you asked Devin it? for a Miller one time. He's like, nobody. That's for me. <laughs> so once we see you getting on a roll, though, <laughs> we got to just encourage that behavior. <laughs> I, I saw I saw him like pick up his can. It was empty. He picked up his glass. It was I empty. I keep hoping there's going to be more. And I just I poured him a little bit there. It was the saddest little thing. 
Dylan, Dylan did the same thing, so we're all waiting on Devin to sort I, I of. Drink uh, you don't want me to pour out of a fucking open glass yeah, with ice. And You're right. I don't. Tell me what I want, Devin. Tell me what I want. I want that, man. Please wrap it. That's what I want. All right. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say because I think that I think Dylan and Devin kind of gave. Something similar to my review. Um, I do see more beer, buddy. I do see where, where Bluster came from because uh, I, I, totally I, get it. I, I, I was in a situation. I was watching this with Rachel, and uh, she was enjoying it, but she was getting sleepy. And I and I thought about uh, just going ahead and stopping it. And and part of that hey, too, too was like like a situation where it, it was like an easy out. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, we'll finish this later. But it, yeah. partially in my mind, it was it was also that it, it is so stressful this is a very stressful yeah. movie that you 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 sit there and, and you see these people in these situations and in 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 your mind you're thinking okay maybe things are gonna go okay but you know deep down they're not gonna yeah. go okay um and and that is an effective horror film that is a type of horror that is a type of thing that is it's tough to watch but you ultimately do get something out of it i do think that this has uh, some issues. Um, I think for me, they're mostly logical. I think that there's there's some issues for me with the uh, the leaders of the colony and why they do the things that they do. Motivational issues. I, I have a hard time buying some of their motivations. Yeah, I have a hard I time. See that. I have a hard time buying the some of the things the characters do, some of the choices that they make. But that all being said, um, this was uh, an impressive watch from Gareth Evans. It's definitely very different from The Raid and, and, and a, in the best way possible. And I would love to see him continue to do things like this. That's what of, I do want to Raid 3. Oh, of course. I think, I think course. he said there's never going to be one. That's right. Um, I mean, three, he's got a great honestly, ending, too. That, that's, that, fine. that's fine. I but think. I just wanted to see him do I another movie. I, 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 I think, I think we've, we've, all, we've all yeah. come around to the fact that the Raid 2, Raid 2 is, is, a is a goddamn, goddamn masterpiece. It's yeah. so fucking good. Um, but uh, this is a very different film. This is nothing like The Raid. So if you do want to watch what is it, this is a straight up horror film. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's one that that is better when it is. Uh, keeping things mysterious. Um, once it starts answering a lot of the questions, I felt unsatisfied. Uh, but ultimately, this is a gem. I, I think it's worth a watch. I, I'm kind of sad we didn't talk about the horror elements of this that much. I mean, yeah, we really I, didn't. I, I, I don't want to talk I about them to, yeah, too much. They're, they're surprising when they do happen in a large, like the, the thing under the floorboards yeah. later is so scary yeah. uh, that happens when he's like crawling out. It's yeah, so fucking good. I, I, I almost want to kind of leave it. Uh, I, I don't want to explain yeah, them, but yeah. I think in general, this movie, this movie like lightly leans into it. Like whenever yeah. something spooky happens, they don't mention it. They mm -hmm. they don't. It's not over the top. It. No, Th this movie is confident in its scares and it's like yeah, tension yeah. that they're like, "Hey, man, I'm going to show you that, and maybe you'll notice it, maybe you won't." Yeah. But I hope you do. And I think this movie, we didn't mention it, but I think this movie has a good tension and yeah, a good, for sure. and yeah, a good kind of sure. dread about yeah. it. Yeah. If there's any question whether it's horror or not, we can tell you it's a horror. It movie. is. It, yeah, I was worried it was going to be no a fringe one, but it's no it's just full on horror. It is. Well, let's talk about something a little less subtle. That's a movie called uh, it, The Night Comes for Us. Um, Nothing subtle. Stupid title. No subtleties in this one. This is uh, yeah. a, a, a Timo, we figured out. Timo of the Mo Brothers. Yeah, but I guess Kimo's not involved in this at all. I think Kimo would have produced it, maybe. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, too. What's that? Bimo? Yeah, Adventure from, Time. Oh, Adventure nice time. oh boy. Um, it's pretty funny. But this one is uh, Good show. also, there's a lot of help from, from Gareth Evans on this, which is why this is kind of part of the episode. Thanks, Gareth. Uh, I, I'm just going to read a snippet, because I was curious about what his involvement was he's a producer um apparently but what timo said was i'm going to direct the night comes for us which gareth is producing he's a very good friend of mine 
I collaborate with Gareth on VHS and VHS 2, so he's helping me. I always wanted to make an action film, but it's such a technical journey as a filmmaker, so I had to have his help. Mm. The Raid 2... Uh, oh, Kimo produced this, too. That's what I want. Yeah, he did. The Raid 2 is incredible. So, obviously, they're all friends. I mean, they've admitted that. They've said that from time to time. And it seems like, to me, Timo and the Motor Brothers were more used to movies like Macabre and, uh, and, Killers. and Killers and more horror uh, type movies and he wanted to make a full on action movie and uh, so he, he got his buddy who's made some of the best action movies of all time in The Raid and The Raid 2 Gareth Evans to kind of help him with this but also didn't one of the Moe brothers they, they did a headshot too as well they both did I think yeah so yeah headshot. they both did headshot I'm pretty sure which is basically an action movie I don't know what he's talking exactly. about that, 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 that yeah. I think about like, what are you talking about but this is I mean this is a fucking action movie no question this is very much in the same of the same ilk of, of a raid type movie yeah. let's yeah. get a, a synopsis from uh, Blutster wow I was actually surprised <laughs> I was wondering the whole time who you were going to call on. It's always... Yeah, we don't have three this time, so it's uh, yeah. one of us is out. I'm out. <laughs> For Thank the you. listeners, it's, it's just a random act. You don't. I don't know if you know this, but we don't know who Devin's oh, going to call just, on. I just it's randomly. slightly terrifying. Um, <laughs> there's always this tension about which movie oh, am, if, am if I going to get. If there's a really confusing movie, I know I'm going to get it. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. the thing is, uh, this one's kind of... What's well, actually this not that confusing. It kind of is. It's kind of confusing, but also You can give a very easy synopsis, though. So one thing I want to set up here... People punch each other. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about the violence but one of the things i want to main uh primarily set up here is that we have a gang they're called the triad and there's basically six bosses within this gang they're called the six c's and they're trying to kind of enact uh, i i guess dominance i don't over, fucking know what they're doing to be over honest. uh i think no, we I have don't know either. I, the way i understood it is one of the gang members or one of the six c's has left and defected and they're yeah, trying Ido, to he was our main character. they're trying to take over him and basically destroy his life while he's also trying to Hey man, I just want to do some good in the world. I want to save some kids and yeah. <laughs> and uh, not fuck up my life. So while he's trying to become better and get out of the gang, uh, they're basically coming back to him and destroying his. And life. he brings his old gang back into it, not meaning to. Also, not, yeah, uh, a, di- a different gang, another gang. There's a lot uh, of gangs. So many he, gangs. He pun- he punched his face. Oh, dude, she, he punches punch the fucking face. blood but, uh, out of everybody in lot, his way. Lots basically, of face. after as soon as we set up the string, the shoestring plot, we're gonna fucking slaughter everybody. It's, it, it is yep. it is a very bare bones synopsis. He save girl from gang he yep. leave gang gang tries to find, find and kill him and um, I, I will say though that compared to the raids and uh headshot this movie has a lot more setup than those i feel it's like a little better on, on that at least for the, for the original raid I, edition. I almost think it's a little worse I'm, I, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying quality. I'm on, I'm on the fence about this one. Yeah. They spend more time setting it up. So when the movie starts, yeah. we're on a beach. We see a bunch of people yeah. get slaughtered, but there's one uh, there's small child that survives. And we later learn now that she, we, we later learn that she is tied to our, our kind of main guy. He, he's he's advocating to save her and doing whatever yeah. he can to get her out of the country, which is basically all violence. you need to know. I do think this sure. spends a bit of time setting stuff up that is just like okay. It does. Like I don't for the know most why. part, you're just like okay. Like I'm I'm on board. It's right. kind of anime. Like uh, you guys mentioned like yeah. here are some bosses you need to beat the shit out of and right. go beat the shit out of them I which think is all, all us, you need all of us were on board anyway we yeah. don't we don't care yeah. about the setup we right. want to see guy punch guy guy rip dick off and i don't mind it from a pacing guy. perspective like the stuff that they're doing to set the stuff up is kind of confusing but it is kind of nice to have a moment where it's not just everybody beating the fucking sure. blood out of each other which you get you for get a from large portion of this movie holy shit the lion's share of the movie is is people's getting their dick ripped off and like shoved down their throat and then <laughs> sure. shat on and, uh i i, I want to read this um i i was looking up like some of the actors and actresses in this film and i i saw just a quote uh from a review one of the top reviews for this it says and and this is not like a favorable review but it said 
an exercise in gratuitous violence and staggering self-indulgence. That is a very, very true statement. Absolutely. But it's for I think for all of us, for I think all that is like a, yes. a good it way. It depends how you say it. Like I would say it's a fucking exercise in goddamn gratuitous violence and yes. self-indulgence. Which is which is what yeah. the, the Mo brothers do for the most part with I think yeah. killers is their most subdued thing that I they've so. done. But yeah, even probably. that one has like just really icky violence oh, God, in it. Just yeah. like yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, bad yeah. feeling, you know, kind of gross shit. This but is a little they different. They do over the top and like Cringy and cringe-inducing violence, but cringe-inducing violence to the point where you have to react this not with cringing but with fist pumping. With fist pumping, because and you're doing it at the same time. You're just like, oh, this yeah. is like this yeah. is much, your fist much, much closer to the raid, and and yes. I mean that in terms of both like uh, content and uh, the tone of it, tone, but I yeah. also mean like quality, like. You know, I, I enjoyed Headshot and everything, but I but I will say I can remember very little yeah, of that. Headshot's, yeah, it's whatever. This is like this is approaching the raid levels of yeah. uh, action. Dude, the and, action and and choreography is, is and, fucking insane. Like next level good choreography. Here. Oh, it, yes. it's stupid. I mean, it, it's just absolutely stupid good. And I'm not sure whether I'm I'm, I'm more impressed by the choreography or the execution of the choreography with sure. which. which at this point, I can completely say some of the best kung fu artists in the it's entire so fucking yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, Iku Oase, and we also yeah. have uh, Julia Stell, who is like the the hammer girl. Yep. Julia Styles. Uh, yep, Julia Styles. Uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, Raid Two, we also have like, we have we have a lot of returning. The, the, our main guy, the guy who plays Ito, Joe Taslam, was uh, like the fucking hoss of a yeah. sergeant in the first yes. Raid yeah. movie, and um, like this is the first thing I've seen him in. Other than that, he's not really a starring role in that one. Like he kind of no, gets killed pretty early. He's, also, a minor he's got a pretty cool. He's cool fucking character. great in this. Oh, he's very. Very good. Also from Raid 2, we have White Boy Bobby. Oh, oh my man. lord. Yeah. Jesus. Also he's, a, headshot. He, he might he's be an MVP. absolute tank yeah. in this yeah. movie. He might be he's MVP. He's, he's incredible. He actor. is MVP in this movie for I mean, my his, money. His, yeah. yeah, his whoever whoever the actor is, he does an incredible job. He's very interesting. He's very cool. He's very nuanced. His name's uh, Zach Lee. Okay, mm-hmm. he's incredible. He's very, very impressive. But also his character is just so goddamn cool and fun to watch. Yeah, it's I mean so- and, and and we don't get like we paint in broad strokes with these characters. Like we know yeah. their names yeah. mostly because they mention them over and over, but also because yeah. like all of these people are pretty identifiable in the most yeah. anime way yeah. possible. Yeah. They yeah. all have like a defining character yeah. trait and you're just like, oh, this is the guy who fights with this weapon we or have, this uh, is the guy who has this hairstyle. We have we have the the blonde girl with the huge knife a who's fucking kukri that she just and, like yeah. whips the shit out of people. We, we have we have her girlfriend who is like uh she's got like a the dumbest weapon I've ever seen. She has bangs, yeah, she has bangs, but she also has like this little wire that she uh like you know wraps around people's arms, rips their hands off, rips yeah. their yeah. cuts their it's, heads off. This is not though like like we mentioned Ricky O while watching this, which is I love that movie. Uh, it's not as anime as that where it's just no, like over no, the no, top, no. like kind of ludicrous. Like oh, I can't take any of this, this gore is, seriously. This is, this is real gore it, happening. Like yeah. it, it's over the top, but like the Mo Brothers do, it's over the top, but so close enough to reality that you're just like, Ooh. it's disgusting. Yes, yeah. I, I also think they've they've basically mastered filming violence. Yeah, yeah. Good these, Lord, these guys good have built a career on showing and and just like uh, reproducing the most horrible effects you can on someone's well, body well let me let me see uh, show, uh, read a tweet that um i want to say timo tweeted out recently about this movie there's one kill that involves it's just a shotgun kill to the head we, it happens towards the end yeah. of the movie third act and that that was a, a very small scene he tweeted out kind of the gif of that and he said a week of making an exploding prosthetic head complete with built-in prosthetic tongue skull teeth and blood bag add three days of rotoscoping for less than two seconds of your pleasure Filmmaking is sadomasochistic by nature. So he spent two weeks two weeks to make a fucking two second basically. Man, it fucking. It, I, I, mean, I think I know exactly the scene. I, I that believe you're it too, about. though, because I mean that's one thing that we've talked about violence a lot on the show, and a lot of people have made very violent movies, but 
these guys have literally have have made an art of it where they yeah. they'll, they'll film a guy a camera mounted to a guy's arm just yeah. to show a single like second of yeah. kill or yeah. a single moment of action like yeah. it's violent but they put the most absolute utmost care, care yeah. into doing it and, and every single thing going on in the background the, is very well taken care of to the point where everything. all of these moments are vi- of violence are so insanely memorable like I still yeah. remember and cringe at the kill in Macabre where she like steps with her stiletto through that guy's eyeball yeah, yeah. and I'm just like are you fucking kidding me and there are so many moments of that in this movie oh, where I'm just like yeah. how am I not going to remember and that so it's cool so fucking about, cool what's so cool about the Indonesian fighting style in general but also what they do in these movies is everything's so practical so yeah. if there's a fucking a pool stick next to them yeah, it's gonna get used. it's gonna be if there's a pool ball next to you it's gonna be used if there's a flower Jesus. pot next to you if there's a beer can next to them it's getting fucking used there are so many insanely unique kills that you can even zero it down to being like remember that pool ball kill it that did. was well, disgusting which one i mean and just to mention yeah. like the the pool table like there's a yes. scene in which they're fighting in this warehouse and there's so many dudes that they have to fight oh my through God. this uh this pool table gets used in every conceivable way that you can yes. enact violence on yes. a pool table it happens and yeah. It just happens repeatedly, but it's never like desensitizing. You never get like done with it. No, every no. time somebody gets their fucking skull smashed in, you're just like, oh, like every right, moment makes right. your balls clench up into hard. you a little bit. But you also throw that fist up in the air. It's oh, so good. You're fist popping left and right. And speaking of practical, I mean, a lot of these guys actually do these stunts. Yes. There's, there's there's scenes where cars are thrown into pillars and people are hit on the oh, pool tables. Car I mean, insane. and people are like dancing on like moving rods and everything like th- these are guys actually actually doing these stunts and actually getting I, their asses I, I think that's important i think that uh you, you know even with like the raid and and uh the raid 2 where we have some of the characters that are the most like fantastical like hammer girl and baseball, and baseball boy and all that stuff <laughs> baseball like Batman. these people are all doing their own stunts these, right you yeah you don't have those moments in the movie where you see like uh, that's clearly somebody else in like a wig or whatever yeah. like these people are doing their shit. The these people, shit whipped these out people are yeah. all there's a lot of actually too. fighting that's where i'm tr- i'm so comfortable saying to not to to kind of uh, sound like a broken record that these are the some of the best martial artists oh, the, good uh, Lord, in yeah. the world right now the, the 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 highlight scene near the end the yeah. like showdown fight in this unbelievable is one of the most <laughs> insanely choreographed things yeah. I've ever seen yeah. like yeah. just the the extent of this fight because it goes for minutes upon minutes upon oh minutes of just sheer brutality that these two dudes are doing yeah, to each like, other they, they should both be dead but please keep going and, and like I, it's not that they like the characters should both be dead like these fucking these actors, actors should be dead they're throwing the each they're they literally they're actually beating the shit out of each other as actually IRL but yeah. it's just on it happens to be on camera <laughs> Yeah, they which we didn't even mention. It. One of our, our our dudes here is Iku Oase uh, yeah. from the raid, who's playing against type. Uh, yeah, in this one, he's yeah. not our good guy necessarily. He's arguably something in between. He's a bad guy. Clean cut. Yeah, but uh, but man, he is just like. I don't know if he's a good actor or not, but he's so fucking magnetic in everything that he's in. Like, I just love the shit out of him. I I think that he carries himself well. And even though he might not speak the language he's talking on screen, whether it's English or or Chinese. He speaks like four different languages. Yeah, this movie's weird. There's like five languages in here. They do that sometimes French. Even when he's not speaking his language, he feels very magnetic. Like, oh, I want to listen to what he's saying, even though I don't know that he's saying it correctly. It's worked for a phone company. That's crazy. I feel so good for him. I'm just like, right. It's also, it's fun to see him in this because in every other film he's been in he's sort of like 
looks like a homeless man basically yeah. Yeah. and in this he's got you know i was like he has an actual haircut in this yeah film. he's straightening like, up he his suit, suit as he's beating uh, the yeah, shit out yeah, of people yeah. that, that, that was a lot of fun to see him do something different and i would personally i'd love to see him be a straight up he villain makes, yeah, he or makes something a good bad guy. and and joe Taslim makes a really good hero like i didn't see this yeah, guy in anything else yeah, like i yeah. like our main character a whole lot he's yeah. uh, a fucking absolute unit just he's charming oh god just crushes everything he's in but when he's, he's also actually utterly to ruthless the acting like he's good he's charming he's good I really, I, I really like that. I want to. I, I don't want to. Uh, we can't overstate. Sorry, how many fucking like, brutal kills are in this? I, I, I honestly don't know. It's bananas. Is it? Do you think it's more or less than 60, 50? It's a lot I of people who die in this. I don't know. A lot there's, of people. There's a lot of shit. Going I, mean, I would say it's at least sixty-nine. Right. Very good. Very good. Fair do enough, you yeah. guys have any uh, downsides? Yeah, I, I mean, we've been talking a lot of real good sugar about this movie, and I think overall it is. But yeah. when we say this plot is anime, it's both in the best ways and the, and sure, the worst yeah. ways. Like. I don't really give a shit about this plot. And for the most I, part, I, I don't even really know. I don't know. even know what's going also, on. Also, it ends on an absolute... What's happening? Yeah. Brandon, Brandon brought up a really important point to I me, did, which is yeah, that... I uh, that. <laughs> he doesn't even know. I don't know what you're going to fucking I did say. something smart, yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing about the six C's, like... Yeah, it's I would yeah. See, I would have loved, loved, loved for them to go in and say, like, you know, something like... Uh, I, th- I think they did this in maybe, like, Kill Bill. You know, it's, yeah. like, an, it's like an anime trope. It's like... Try gun show Show a picture. Here's or even this, uh, Massacre. Uh, or like movie. Scott Pilgrim What's or the something. the movie about the, the Battle Royale type? Uh, mayhem. Mayhem, yeah. mayhem. Sure, they they show like, here's here's the six C's. You have, you know, this girl, this girl, this guy, this right. guy. And they show them and, and you see that, okay, we're going to fight each of these bosses. It's very confusing who the actual six C's are. No I have no goddamn they clue. Are, they don't really explain. They keep talking about the vacancies. We've got like uh, Julia Stell's character who is like, I don't even know what she is. She's an assassin. I, I don't know don't who know she's working her, for. She's or, raw as shit. I'm so glad she's in this movie. Yeah, but no, she's fucking sick. I don't sick, know what her job is. I have no idea what yeah. her goal is. And this the, movie is confusing as fuck. That's the thing, almost. right? Is that like I, I, I do have no fucking clue what's going on. I've, but it does. It kind of doesn't matter. Kind of does. See that? Yeah. That's that. That was my only complaint. I feel actually similarly about this than I do Headshot, where Headshot had so many cool fights and kills and whatever. The but plot I didn't is care about the plot. This weird, one, yeah. yeah. I said the exact same thing about Headshot that I'll say about this. It's not going to touch the profundity of a movie like The Raid Two. That's a very well, and even the, one that they've is, done before, Killers. Like Killers is a phenomenal. Absolutely. Plot. Like absolutely. That movie is mostly its plot. It's got the icky violence on it so, in addition so to So killers it, and, the, and the raid movies, they, they they have some profundity. They're more profound than, than a movie like Headshot or this. That being said, this movie actually wastes way less time than Headshot uh, yeah, did on, on the plot. It does. Yeah. This movie is 80% action. I, I just think that like it, it, ultimately I think it feels like they wanted to create a simplistic yeah. plot, but they, right. but they kind, kind of failed. Kind of, yeah. the, um, the, the problem is the raid is so simple. I need to get out of building that you can't beat that now. Now you try to <laughs> introduce true, all but, this but even, bullshit. But even, Raid 2 even is Raid a, 2. a huge plot like and a really good one. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think better. we can all agree that Raid 2 is a goddamn I mean, anomaly. Yeah. Like yeah. They introduced so much complexity, but also it's more fantastic well, and more violent. I think in large part, did the difference between those is that like both of these are trading on the kind of classic Hong Kong crime movie sort mm-hmm. of thing. Sure. Raid 2 is actually trying to make a Hong Kong crime movie, yeah. and this one is just like you know, you know what a Hong Kong crime movie sure. is. What if these dudes also beat the shit out of each right, other? Right. I think okay. the thing is, is we all kind of knew what we were going, are getting going into it, and then we we see the tropes. We're like, okay, whatever. Show me the violence, and they and, do. And I and so I feel like if you do. didn't have that background, maybe this movie wouldn't have the same impact. I had one other issue, and it's like a small qualm, but it, it does exist. Um, so in the very early scenes of the film, I think uh, the first moment that I kind of noticed this is. 
they show the title bump, which is uh, the night comes for us. And then we see it like in the character's eyes That's reflected cool. in his eyes. Yeah, it's kind of weird, kind of weird editing from that point on. I couldn't help but notice there are some weird edits in this. I think yes. Brandon called them out sure. a lot. Um, and I, and I think, I, think I, someone, I was alone work, in that. I no, no, no. I agreed with you. And Booster I think liked them, I yeah. think some of them work really well. No, no, no. Not all no, no this is the thing, right? Is that I think that a lot of this stems from pure creativity. Like, yeah. we have scenes that are uh, that do work really well. There's there's some cool scenes with camera work where there's a camera on his back, like sure. a, I don't know, like yeah. a GoPro or something, and he's fighting. The one, the one on the AK is the, oh, the one on, on, on the gun where it's like shooting. It uh, reminded me of the only good scene in um, uh, what was the one before Chappie? Dude. Uh, the one Elysium. hardcore Elysium. Elysium. Oh, Elysium. No, no. But anyways, God, uh, Chappie's a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, I hate we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that some other time. But uh, the thing about this is that like there are a lot of those creative shots that for me don't work, and there's there are some weird edits where it was like clear that maybe they the choreography didn't go quite as planned. They had to edit it. And it There's does, a couple of weird cuts, yeah. And, and those are, weirdly and fortunately, they're mainly front-loaded. I think as the film goes on, sure. it gets much, there's some much more polished. Too, yeah. no, no, that's yeah. the thing. It's a mixed bag. You know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of chances taken and yeah, some of them yeah. land and some of them don't Right, land. right, right. I also just want to, just while I have time, I want to make sure that I agree with Manton because there were so many times in this movie where, where the voices sounded off or the, uh, yeah, the editing this. was very weird where we would just cut scenes and te- teleport one second or two seconds in the future, which when you're having 10 punches a second and and, uh, and 30 people are dying in a scene, it, it it is noticeable in a weird kind of way and it felt almost kind of sloppy for these guys. I also think too, sound mixing wise, like the music in this movie is really yes. muted which yes. is a strange choice for how intense this movie is. For how action-packed this movie is. The, and the music is good, too. It's just, like, hard to hear. In, I, okay. There was a lot of weird technical I don't, decisions. I, I want to explain that when I watched this by myself, I didn't have that issue. So I'm wondering if that's necessarily sure. the same. I, I, I did want to point out, too, that, like, a lot of the stuff, a lot of technical stuff like that sometimes can be... It varies like from, like, system to system. Yeah, sure. Because exactly. well, I, I will say explicitly that I was kind of bummed because I remember the first time I watched this with my... With with my setup, that that te- that that synth music that's so droning and intense was at the forefront oh, okay. when I watched it, and it should be as it should be for whatever reason. And this one it was a little bit muted, but the punch, the sound effects were, wrong, were really yeah. loud. But it, I, I think it's going to depend. Which on honestly, the, setup. Is the part that matters. If you have more. a big dick daddy setup like Devin, maybe exactly. you'll get the hundred percent experience. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Why can't you we get a big dick daddy, daddy setup? setup man. No, hang on, I have five point one surround. I just like, like, get seven point one. How big is your dick, boy? Yeah, I got one point one. That's tiny. Before before we completely wrap it up, I want to. Uh, each person to pick just one kill be vague you don't have Absolutely. to be completely vague about it I'm going to start off I think one of I mean there's a so there's literally literally too many to count there's so I do, many to choose I don't know here. how many there are I think I'm going to say there's probably between 50 and 100 somewhere in that range but one that's just <laughs> sticking out to me at this very moment involves a taser a pistol and an assault rifle god damn it that's the one I was going to pick you fucking asshole in the back of a cop car and it's fucking oh, hilarious man. in the most brutal fucked I got, up I got a different way. one here uh, white nice. boy Bobby coming in with the fucking yes. uh, floor wet sign yes. and just fucking wrecking shop he, with it he had a wet wet floor sign yeah that's a great kill Blue do you have one off the top of your head it's probably the fucking cocaine head in the butcher shop when he, oh, uh, he he's behind the, the desk and fucking yes. savages that dude yeah what do you what do you say man uh, you got another 
other uh, one? Mine, mine is the literal hairy ball sack. Oh my yes. god! Uh, where where someone's got a uh, sack of um, cue balls from from a pool table and uh, ends up with a bunch of hair in it. And uh, Brandon said, "Oh, it's a hairy ball sack." He's not wrong; that it literally is. <laughs> also, there's so many quotes for me on the show. I don't even remember. Yeah. This isn't even actually honorable mention, but our our our, uh, our baller ass girl who who has like the fucking laser guns or whatever. There's the fuck. three of them. I there's don't know. so many cool. Whatever. Yeah. The, 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 she fights those two oh. t- maybe six seas girls both those deaths one involves a fucking oh, air conditioning God. unit Jesus, yeah. 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 Another air one conditioning invo- death yeah. yeah another one involves a pinky being ripped the off fucking and- pinky good god oh. yeah. both those are fucking incredible yeah anyway this, this girl just fighting with her her entrails hanging out yeah. god amazing there's so too many good. there's really too many incredible kills and fight in in and kung fu moments there are martial arts moments to count yeah, in yeah, this movie yeah. and let's talk about it i mean uh wrap it up at least my uh, i'm going to say this is a, a very strong gem at least in regards to a fun uh over the top gory action movie goes it's top tier action it's not going to be again life-changing the way that the raid 2 kind of is life-changing for me i think the raid 2 is legit top 10 maybe action all time of yeah. anything it doesn't fucking matter what era what we're talking about um this movie isn't quite again as profound as a movie like the raid 2 it's not gonna the plot's not gonna blow you away and make you kind of like stay awake at night thinking about it but the action will this is Top tier action. I mean, it is 99.9 percentile action, choreography, execution, gore, violence, etc. If you just want to fucking pop on an action movie that's going to make you fist pump till you have tennis elbow and your dick falls off, <laughs> this is a movie that you're going to get two hours of it, and the lion's share of that two hours is going to be straight up action. That's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. I literally think that 75 percent of this movie is fighting, and 25 percent is maybe a little bit of yeah, you know, whatever talking here and there. But um. Uh, if you're looking for an incredible action movie and, and really not much more, this is top tier strong gym. What do you say, Bluster? So obviously, like Devin, I'm going to give it a gym. But to counter him, I would say that profound is probably the last word I would use to describe <laughs> this movie. <laughs> you know, that's, but that's, that's what, what he's saying. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah. This, this this movie is dumb as shit. Honestly, yes, it's exceptionally yeah. dumb. Whatever. Yeah, they, they 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 give the bare minimum to call it plot and still have exceptional violence on top of it. Yeah. I think that this movie probably isn't as tight. As the raid movies, which Wait, is which kind of tight we talking here? <laughs> I, I just mean like uh, well executed. So okay. the raid two is more complex, more interesting. The raid more, two is also tight. We, the raid, the raid we can all agree the raid two is almost perfect. It's um, because it manages to be more complex, more difficult, yeah. and more exceptionally violent yes. than this movie, but also just better made. Right. And so I think this movie still holds its own, though. I mean. You've listened to the fucking cast. You know this movie's all about violence and gratuitous, just ex- just excess. Mm-hmm. And if you go into this movie expecting anything else, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, for sure. So, you, if you want violence, you want blood, you you just want just crazy kills and exceptional just choreography and well made fight scenes. This movie is for you. There's no, almost nothing else this movie has to offer. So I just want to put that caveat. You just kind of reminded me that, that when we first popped this on, it was me and my buddy Clayton, close friend of mine who likes this shit. And as we were putting it on, my roommate in this Tinder date he had never met before walked in. They were like, oh, hey, what are you guys watching? I sat down and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> this probably isn't for a date. It, it was hilarious, the reaction from this girl. I was like, yeah, you guys don't want to watch. was the last time he saw yeah, her. pretty much, Dylan. That's what that, Dylan did to his uh, first date, though, when she watched Evil Dead, though. No, oh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the first Evil date. No, the first time you uh, met Megan was we were watching yeah, the Megan. Evil Dead remake. Yeah, and didn't you watch Dead no, Alive? About to marry her. No, it was it was, it was Evil Dead Trap. Even no. worse. No, I'm no. saying the first time I met uh, Megan it was, was Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. It yeah. was Evil Dead. That's the first time Evil you Dead met remake. Megan, and he was face down. I was face down. 
Literally yeah. face down, I, ass up I, on the ground. I, I, I'm we, that sure was the that same we, week we did Ordo. Evil Dead Trap, but I don't think she stayed for that one. <laughs> no, she she was. Or she that. did, but yeah, yeah. regardless, anyway. Evil Dead was there. Uh, I'm positive it was Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. this movie is uh, it, it, it's making up for Headshot. Headshot kind of disappointed me uh, as I'm a huge Mo Brothers fan. Everything they've done, other than the weird jerk off short they have in ABCs of Death, uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, and this one restored my faith in them and in, in the, that these guys are the best people operating in terms of sheer fucking violence uh, in movies. They make it interesting. They make it uh, just fascinating to watch and really hard to watch at the same time. Um, but they strike this just perfect balance with it. And while this is not a perfect movie, I think the action scenes almost are uh, They're especially like the, the last action scene. in this is one of the most impressively choreographed uh, martial arts scenes I think I've ever seen. Uh, and if you're into it for that, not the plot, because you're not going to get much of that and it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, if you're willing to just watch people beat the fucking piss and blood out of each other for uh, about an hour and a half uh, and then get some plot. In addition to that, you are going to be on board for this one. Uh, it's a strong gym, but again, you need to know what you're getting into. Uh, check your brain at the door and just get ready to watch yeah. some blood fly. Uh, it's great. All right, uh, Manton. Yeah, so I think that the uh, gratuitous violence and uh, staggering self-indulgence quote is accurate, but I think that it does do a little bit of disservice to the craft that goes yeah. into making a film like this. And I think that that uh, you know, with the quote-unquote like martial arts kung fu style films, like this, there there is a level of uh, craft to that and and artistry to the choreography, and it. It kind of also reminds me of something of like, you know, like they said, like 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 some kind of anime or like uh, WWE, where it's like, yeah, you've got these, you know, this guy and this guy, the white boy Bobby versus this guy, and it's you you get that appeal to it, and 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 watching like pure physical uh, prowess on screen, and uh, combining that with great effects and uh, great camera work, creative camera work. All these things come together to create something that is very enjoyable. <laughs> Bloodstar's just stroking himself off. Um, I can't tell if it's to make fun of me or not, but uh, he doesn't know. It's uh, obviously uh, there. It, it is uh, the the plot of this is not great, and and it is almost um, it, it somehow fails at being simple, which it should have been. It should have been very very simple, and it, and I, I think from second one we were all joking about how they start loading you with like uh, text about uh, what's going on. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to read this. I don't, I don't want to read at all in this movie besides the subtitles. Like I want to see people fight. It should have just said there are six big bads. Our, <laughs> oh, yeah. our hero's going to fight him. Enjoy. And that should have been it. And um, it, I think the film would have been better for that. But uh, that all being said, like this is the next best thing to the raid this is as right. close as yeah. you're gonna get to the raid and in some ways you know this in in some ways you might enjoy this more because this is more on the 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 horror side this is more on this the, is insanely the gore bloody. The, yeah. the, the, the gore and the blood side uh so yeah th this is definitely enjoyable for the right people i think if you are into um just utterly extreme action you know you know yeah. if you're into this shit and if you are this is a must watch uh it, it, it's a gem all right, uh, that's four gems. So we're gonna wrap it up. Um, first, we'll do a little bit of our game that we do. The 
the movie mashup game we do from time to time. We do a couple of these. You uh, mean that, that Paul does for us. That Paul does yeah. for us that we read. Uh, thank you, Paul. Um, thank you, Dylan, for I'm pulling, trying, I'm pulling trying to resurrect. I'm weaking at Bernie's, Bernie'sing him. Blue how do you, I don't know fucking how you know, make that very close to being having that second episode where he falls De- asleep. Devin kept saying throughout the night, he's like, I hope you don't get sleepy, buddy. I hope we get sleep. He's I doing feel it. great. Thanks All right. Oh, well, okay. fuck off. You were just <laughs> falling down. He was just taking a nap. Okay. All right. I said, rest my eyes. I'm going to read off a couple of these. I accidentally spoiled the first two anyway, so I'll just read two of them. Well, then um, you don't get to participate. Exactly, right? All right, so the first puzzle. Let me know if you've already done this one, though. A group of horned-up college kids go for a vacation in the woods. Their weekend is supposed to be full of boozing, swimming, and screwing, but one of them begins to develop a rash that escalates quickly from an itch into a flesh-eating infection into the manifestation of an inbred zombie death family. Did she acquire the rash from the swimming Cabin hole? fever in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Or did she get it when she made out with the stuffed wolf's head? <laughs> the remaining teenagers do it's their best scene. to stay away from their infected friends, and in doing so, uncover an ancient plot in an underground warehouse full of monsters and creatures. Cabin fever in the woods. Very good. God damn. I, I knew that Cabin one, in the woods is so good. I let it is very good. I love that movie. <laughs> that was actually on when we were doing the yeah. trivia. Yeah, when we were doing horror trivia. It was on and I was so into so good. it. Yeah. I was like, thank yeah. God this movie is tied as hell. Uh, next one. In this movie, an allegory for the dangers of sexually transmitted diseases, a young woman discovers that she's been cursed after she sleeps with her new boyfriend. The curse manifests itself in the form of Victor Crowley. No matter how far the girl travels, the lumbering behemoth continues to stalk her, killing anyone in the way. She learns that the only way to get rid of this curse is to have sex with more people. It but even something. then, there's yeah. nothing. There's guarantee that the, the giant oh. hoping slasher won't come back to the, savagely the, murder. The burning Hatchet fall? follows. Hatchet follows. Uh, nice. Yeah, there you go. Victor was, Crowley took me too long. Victor Crowley, come on, boys. Which one's Crowley? Who, wait, from? who's who's the killer in the burning? That's uh, uh, Cropsy. Cropsy. That's oh, that's a real that's right. New Jersey yeah, 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 thing. But yeah. So right, which one's I Crowley? Hatchet? Victor Crowley yeah. is Hatchet. Hatchet 3 was raw. Hatchet 1 is pretty fun, too. I like Victor Crowley. I Don't like Hatchet. at all. In this classic, two brothers suspect that there's more than meets the eye surrounding the sudden suicide of their friend, and they begin investigating the weird goings-on at the local funeral home. The plot thickens when their adopted sister begins showing signs that she might not be the innocent Russian... Ch- Oh boy, I know where this is going. The innocent Russian child everyone expected her to be. The younger brother could almost swear that he observed his sinister sister morphing into a dark and evil tall man in his dreams, but the only evidence he has is his sister's odd silver ball. More of their friends meet on timely ends, and the adopted sister may or may not have just whacked their friend Reggie the Ice Cream Man with a hammer. <laughs> so one, uh, of the, one of these is Phantasm. One of them is Phantasm. I think one of, the, one of them is three. The Phantasm Ice Cream Man? What? I think one of them's three, that Russian film. No, fuck that Russian film. Nobody fucking knows that movie. Oh, what was that movie called? Nobody watched that. Uh, I suspect there's more than uh, Uh, The Sudden Suicide of Their Friend. Or Phantasm. Or Phantasm. Oh, Orphan. Yeah, Uh, I never saw Orphan. I forgot about Orphan. Yeah, Yeah, I have seen Orphan. It's it's gotta be Orphan. I know the twist of it, though, which is why I haven't seen it. Yeah, why bother? The Orphantasm. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that phone. All right, I'm handing it over. Here you go, buddy. Hey, guys. He's handing it over. All right. The citizens of a quiet border town between Texas and Arkansas become terrified by serial murders occurring on random nights. The kills seem to start escalating when Macaulay Culkin's family brought Elijah Wood to live with him following the death of Wood's mother. The movie is based on a true story, though the filmmakers took some liberties with the facts, especially the questionable... Excuse me, especially questionable was the scene where Culkin pushes a dummy into traffic from an overpass and where he murders someone with a trombone while wearing a sack mask. 
I know these uh, two Dark movies, Knight, but I don't the Scarecrow and the, and the Good Boy. No, the Good, good, the good, good Boy is not the title, but it should the be. Because it's son. Elijah Dark Wood, Knight the Good the, Boy, the, who should be on our cast. Give us Wood. Dark Knight of the Good Son. I don't fucking no, know. No, it's uh, 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 the town that... Oh, the town that dreaded the Good Son. The town that dreaded... The Good Sundown. Good Sundown. <laughs> the town that... Yeah, I'm thinking of Dark Knight. The town that dreaded... It's the town that dreaded... You can check and see. It is that. The town that dreaded the Good Sundown. The town that dreaded Sundown has the trombone kill, which is the only remarkable thing about it. <laughs> yeah, that was good, but uh, that was it. Was it a good son, though? The tre- You're the good son, So buddy. it is the town that dreaded the Good Sundown. <laughs> also, good. Uh, the good son, hashtag give us wood. Give us wood. The actual good son. I would love to love to just ask him about the good son and all about uh, <laughs> all of our questions you know do you have elijah wood uh, mostly star of flipper the and the good son i forgot about that what if they had a good you son forgot about too? flipper how dare you forgot well I, for, I remembered flipper i remember the dolphin i don't remember elijah wood uh he's the boy how dare you please finish finish this off finish uh, I, don't, off. I don't know if you guys are polish ready me for off this. baby i don't know if you guys are ready for puzzle number 12 semi that's the last one right no it's not it's Brandon, Brandon trying to read through this is going to be good. Let's be, go. The, the hardest part is going to be waiting for you guys to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, 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 he's mean drunk. All right. When a, poli- <laughs> when a police officer is called to a tiny island community to investigate the disappearance of He doesn't of even know this. He doesn't hey, know. guys. I wonder if that's one Nicholas Cage and the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Uh, island community to investigate the disappearance of a young girl. He is immediately on edge as the townsfolk behave very curiously. The policeman observes the one woman go into a trance, float down a hall, and then topple over, staring the wicker at her death. The wicker oh manatee. my god! The manatee. Holy shit! I forgot about that scene. That is one of the weirdest. That's one of the greatest scenes of all time. God, you guys are so panawitchy solitude. Go, go ahead and finish it off. Wow, god, wow, wow! You guys are so good. Um, later, he observes the townspeople dance and sing oddly sexual songs around a maypole. Mm. The mystery symbol. surrounding the child's death escalates, and the film climax oh climaxes <laughs> with, with a policeman trapped in a giant wooden idol, bursting from the back, uh, the idol into a goopy wet mess, and a fantastical weird sequence with space magic, bare breasts, oh boy, yoing, and lasers, <laughs> and a burning man. Good lord, the Manitou is such a weird. I movie. forgot about the Manitou yeah. completely. Yeah. It's, like uh, the, it's like the Eminem song. I forgot that about that scene Manitou. is magnificent of that old lady it's floating so down the staircase. Funny. It's, it's so funny. Good lord, we'll save the last two for another time. I don't think I've ever seen you laugh so hard. I as, lost uh, my shit. At, I've only laughed. I think the hardest I've laughed is at that, and when the Bye Bye Man theater preview happened, and I couldn't. I remember stop that. laughing. You were like, I, I feel like you were distracting everybody in the audience. I, I couldn't help it. They said the Bye Bye Man, and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's good. a terrible movie too. I've seen it. Anyway, all right, let's uh, wrap it up. Say bye bye, man. Looser needs to, to go nighty night night. Right, I'm now. ready for bed. Right bye bye, man. Bye bye, man. On behalf of Horrible Crew, thanks for listening. Bye bye, dudes, and uh, stay, stay sleepy. sleepy. <laughs> stay sleepy. Don't let Bloodster's butthole get tight. Oh my god, it's so loose. Looser needs to go nighty night night. I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for bed. Looser needs to go nighty night.